Okay. And welcome to the podcast. Hey. Just like that, we're started. Okay. It's Design, Build, Live, and this week, it's Live. Yeah, I, there's no design or build coming from me. Yeah. Well, we still love you. Thanks. The carpenter ants. ants. The carpenter ants, yeah. yeah. Who are destructive. Right. Yeah. Uh, my guest today, Tim Fritzen. Hello. You may know him as Tim, Pastor Tim. Those would be the options, probably. Timmy. TDFGX6. Ah, yes. At Mizzou.edu. Yeah, that was the email. Um, well, I figured we should just start with a little background. Okay. Because we go back. We do go way back. Mm-hmm. That's you, why you got such a premium slot on the podcast. Week three. Yeah, like my wife, my work wife slash business partner, and then you. Hmm. Before my mother. Interesting. Who birthed me into the world. <laughs> well, we go all the way back to before you could drive. That's true. Um, so... Yeah, so we became friends. You dated my sister, and then uh, we both went to Mizzou. Mm-hmm. And then we schemed a way to get ourselves into a point where we were actually brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We really uh, we finessed that to perfection. I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my young life kids <laughs> used to say, "Give me that neck." Whenever they would hmm. like diss somebody, give me that neck, boy. <laughs> but uh, one time this kid goes, man, I'm about to finesse that neck. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so you started dating Melody, and then I was like, mm, she got a sister? And you were like, yeah, we're at Mizzou right now. Come meet her. And that's essentially how we worked that out. Yeah, that is. And the rest, as they say, is history. Is history. Um, so, yeah, we go back a while, folks. For all the fans out there, um, we got some history. Mm-hmm. But now we're actually a family. And they say you can't pick your family, but look at us. Yeah, but we pretty much did. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes uh, any sort of extended family gathering more enjoyable. Um, so here's where I want to start. Okay. Really, I just want to get this out of the way. What are you most nervous I'm going to bring up? (laughs) (laughs) And you feel free to share anything you want about it. (laughs) Okay. Um, well, you know, the last, so I'm a pastor. I think you said that. Yeah. I don't know if I did, but the vibe is coming through pretty strong. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, and you know, the last few years of. Uh, church life in the I would say in the Midwest it's been a contentious sort of thing around Mm. here so I feel like of the range of topics you could bring up that would be uncomfortable uh, you know you think I should do you think I should change the name of the podcast to design build live discomfort (laughs) yeah Yeah. that has been a good theme Um, you know I think anything under the general umbrella of politics yeah yeah, that'd be uncomfortable okay you know, just COVID in general. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then maybe like, you know, I've listened to some of your previous episodes. You asked a previous sure, you're guest. you're a big fan. Yeah, super fan even. <laughs> I've rated. Um, Give me five stars, folks. 
Um, you know, I know you've asked some previous guests, like, you know, their worst boss. Yeah. You know, I, I really, I'd prefer you not ask, like, Don't my favorite church there. members or sure. something like that. Yeah, because we all know who they really are, though. <laughs> do we? <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. Pastors aren't allowed to have favorite church yeah. members. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I think that's fair. So okay. we'll stay away from politics. Okay. But while we're on the topic... <laughs> Um, well, I have questions about the church, so we could go there okay. first because I did have a couple of couple of thoughts there. Okay. Actually, first, I wanted to share a joke with you that I heard. It's a Jesus joke. Oh, perfect. So if you want to share it at the pulpit on Sunday, you can. Okay, yeah, I'll work it in. Okay. Uh, this guy walks up to Jesus, and he's like, hey, Jesus, how do you like your steak cooked? And Jesus says, well done, my good and faithful servant. <laughs> you know, Kurt Huber, who is a pastor on our staff, he loves a good pun and or dad joke. So I feel like that yeah. would be right up his alley. Yeah, give him that one. Okay. Um, so with pastoring, do you feel like it's your job to Jesus juke people, just metaphorically break ankles everywhere you go outside of the church? Uh, I feel like I... Whether it's someone in the church or someone outside the church, you know, uh, I have the freedom to do so. Yeah. 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 And people just sort of have to deal with it. Right. You know? Yeah, because you're legally a, whatever they call that, pastor. Legally. I'm ordained. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that will regularly happen is that I'll just be somewhere and, you know, someone will cuss. Mm-hmm. And then it's like they feel obligated to look at me and apologize yeah. because these pastor years have never heard yeah. that word before or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but so You've things, been in the monastery yeah, for so long. Yeah, you know, finally broke out. <laughs> and so there will be things like that that happen. Sure. Um, along, I mean, here's here's one thing I was thinking of. Like, for example, I know you don't see a lot of movies. We, I don't. Famously, you might say, don't see a lot of movies. Yeah. You did indulge me by going to a Marvel movie. I did. What was that one called? Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that you don't go see movies because the only thing you really want to see is Jesus lifted high? <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go with that. A banner that flies across this land. What about <laughs> what about with the ordaining? Mm-hmm. What about, do you feel like you should just wear a tag, kind of, that says, like, ordained minister, watch yourself? Sort of announces it. Yeah. You know, some some people, they get, like, letters after their name. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should just have a badge. O-M. Ordained, ordained minister. minister. Yeah. Timothy Drew Fritz and comma, O-M. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to get that started. Make that a thing. Okay. Yeah. I think that would help everybody, just so they know to not be honest around you. You know, yeah. just really hide their true selves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would make the world seem a lot holier. <laughs> um, okay, here's another idea I had. I just want to throw out as far as the church goes, because I go to your church. You do. I am a... Is parishioner? Is that a word? I, you know, uh, congregant. Congregant, yeah. yeah. I'm a congregant. Um I know that you have sort of a, would you call it a tagline? Building devoted followers of Jesus? 
Sure, we can call it a tagline. It, what would you call it? That's like the mission statement of the church. I thought the mission statement was longer. Uh, there's some stuff that comes after it, but okay. Yeah. Well, this is more what I was thinking for like you could put it on the sign. Oh, okay, on out the front. corner. Out yeah, front, really yeah. draw people in. I found a couple ideas. Okay, yeah, run, let's workshop those. Because I think you know, as a pastor, you're kind of always going like, "How do I get butts in the seats?" <laughs> I wake up thinking about yeah. that in the mornings. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're not Dairy Queen, but we have great Sundays. <laughs> How would you spell Sundays on that? Is, is A-Y? Yeah. You would, you'd go A-Y. Yeah, but yeah. Is, is, I guess, is an ice cream Sunday spelled differently? It is, yeah. Oof. Yeah. But the visual yeah. pun is... The visual pun would be what I would go for. Also, never trust me on spelling it. Okay, yeah, that's good. Because engineer. Um, there's no high like the most high. Okay. Kind of a drug pun. It is a little bit of a drug pun. Yeah. But drug addicts need Jesus too. So. Fair. I don't know. I think on the sign that would catch some attention. It would certainly catch some attention. Yeah. Even if people came to be a uh, sort of skeptical congregant, mm-hmm. then you get a chance to convert them to non-skeptical. Just right. a regular congregant right. like myself. Um, and then my personal favorite, this church has prayer conditioning. <laughs> summers are you would very, only run that in the summer. The summers are very hot around here, yeah. though. Humid. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, um, wasn't there like an English dude that had like the furnace? He had like the basement full of... This is where we heat the church. Yeah, yeah. Charles Spurgeon. See, kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And I think would be also similarly talked about centuries from now yeah yeah that would become a very commonly used sermon illustration yeah, the prayer conditioning <laughs> yes um just to be clear if anybody's considering going to liberty christian fellowship they also have air conditioning too we do yeah yeah and heating yeah it gets cold here in the winter pretty nice place um okay so we've talked about jesus juking some people have problems with it but really i think it's just funny Mm-hmm. But there are real people that really Jesus juke people. There are. That's unfortunate. I think we can all agree. <laughs> we can. Okay. Uh, there's a time and a place, I think. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Remember that time when we went to Harry Potter World for my thirtieth birthday? Oh, man. <laughs> do I? Do I ever? Just me and you flying yeah. down to Orlando. Thirty years old, going to a theme park. But hey. It's Harry Potter, man. Mm-hmm. We got these mics stacked up on Harry Potter books right now. Right now. If you had to pick a favorite, Harry Potter book, yeah, uh, Goblet of Fire. That's not even and really a question. What for about me. the what about movie equivalent though? That movie as well. Wow. Yeah, I think I like the story a lot. Of Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it it was kind of the first time in the series. Are we gonna deep? We're gonna deep dive Harry I mean, Potter hey. right now. It really felt like the first time in the Harry Potter series where you got this zoomed out view of like the wizarding world, mm. that it was more than just Hogwarts yeah. as a like a single entity. I did love Hogwarts as a single entity though. I did too, but then it was like, wait, there's more than this. You don't feel like the Prisoner of Azkaban did any of that? Not to the extent of like, we got these other schools. Yeah, sure. That seems seems as though they obviously Durham come Strang. Mm-hmm. Seems like they obviously come from different countries. How would you pronounce the third school's name? Oh, man. Actually, we just watched that movie not long ago. 
and I cannot even remember the exact pronunciation. Well, the the real only real, it's where you put the emphasis on the syllable. Is it Bobaton or Bobaton? I think when I read the books, yeah, I said Bobatons, mm-hmm. and I think that's what it is in the movie. I don't really remember. Oh man, Natalie Binkley is listen. Is she's gonna listen to this <laughs> and she's gonna skewer us? <laughs> um, okay, but. What about when you first read the book, mm-hmm. how did you pronounce Hermione? I got that one right. You got it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good for you. Thanks. Um, you read a lot of books. I do read a lot of books. Would you say that reading books makes you feel morally superior to people <laughs> who hate reading or just smarter than them? Um, not morally superior. Mm-hmm. No, not morally superior. Um I do. I did see a statistic that said like one in four, only like one in four adults have read a full book in the last calendar year. Like actually read. Honestly, I would have expected it to be lower than that. Really? Yeah. Um, and so I do find myself like surprised, but I think I'm only surprised because I like reading so much. Yeah. Yeah. And it just seems like you can find a book about anything. So whatever you like, you could find a book about it and get lost in that book. But don't you feel like it's also just a bigger investment of attention and it might be bad? The book? Yeah. Yeah, I've read some bad It might bad, just be I've like really dry. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, ugh. You got to choose wisely, you it know? It sucks the life out of you. Yeah. Getting caught in a bad book is tough. That's why I read books for teenagers. Mm. It's more my short speed. attention spans. Yeah, I don't know. Got to hook them right away. You're that also, seems to work. You're also a fan of uh, listening to books. Yeah, big audiobook guy. Yeah, hence the podcast makes total sense. I hadn't really thought about that, but um, okay. So on books, mm-hmm. this is kind of a dual pronged question, okay. but I assume at some point you're going to write a book. Wow. That's my assumption. Okay. Because you read so many. At some point, it's going to come out. Hmm. Um, it's like, you know, if you eat too many donuts, you turn into a donut. Makes sense. So, yeah, same line of thinking. Um, so, how many... <laughs> I pictured someone turning into a donut. Yeah. It was really funny. Okay. Yeah. I was a donut for Halloween one time. <laughs> Katie was a police officer. And nice. I was a donut. Nice. Um, how many books do you think you'd have to write before you started going by Timothy full time? Oh, like Timothy Keller. Because mm-hmm. you know he's Tim at home. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Um, Is it like three. Does it just depend on the sales numbers of the first one? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think. It's or do you just start dependent. right from the first one, Timothy? You know, I think I just. I think if I were to write a book. You know, it's kind of like a pastor thing to just go by like initials, like T.D. Fritzen. Yeah. Oh. Um, but but t- people Timothy would think Drew. touchdown. Right. Yeah. Touchdown Fritzen. Yeah. Um, then it seems would, a little arrogant. Well, then they would see me, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty small, and they would realize that I've scored zero touchdowns. In well, my you're life. thin, but you're not that small. That's true. I'm tall, um, but I think I would just go. I think I would go as with Tim and just stay with it. I don't know that I would ever go to Timothy. Yeah, but what if you got like really revered? What if your books only sold 
to college professors. Well, then I should be TD. Mm. Um, do you feel like Timothy is like a, do you feel like that's elevated above Tim? It definitely says I take myself more seriously than a Tim. Uh, oh, interesting. Like with me, if it was Trentothy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People would go like, oh, this guy's got chops. <laughs> Trentothy. <laughs> um, no, I just think people, you know, it would be like, Going by Robert instead of Bob. Mm, right. It's just like, I don't know. I don't really know why that is. Yeah. Because there's I, definitely long names that don't carry any sort of weight. Weight. Mm-hmm. I can't think of I was gonna, off the top of my head. I was prepared but. for you to have one, you know, ready. And um, it was going to be like totally ridiculous. Yeah, no, I don't. But when I know it, when I hear it, I would know it. Yeah. You would know, like, that's a long name that's really not impressive. Yeah, Katie, when we had, we have two kids, and so Katie would always try to suggest names, and I'm like, oh, so picky, because I just know so many people I don't like. Mm-hmm. And it could be from third grade. Mm-hmm. But if I knew a kid with that name, that was just a real cheese ball, <laughs> just a real jagaloon. That name was out. It's out. Yeah, I get that. And turns out there's a lot of those names. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it also takes a different weight when you go like, I like the name, but would I name my own child that? Mm. Do I want to? Do I want to say that name a hundred thousand times a day? Yeah, for the next eighteen years. Here's what Vera did today. Katie, she was being mean, and Katie said, "You need to go to your room." She's three. You need to go to your room, and you need to um, fix your attitude. And so she went to her room, and then Rhett, who's one, followed her in there, opened the door, and she said, Rhett, get out. I'm fixing my attitude. (laughs) Here's what's so interesting, because my wife, uh, nannies for you guys. Yeah, Mimi. Mimi, yep. And Melody's Mimi's stories (laughs) of Vera are so different than the stories you and Katie tell. We like to think that she's so comfortable with us that she can really let it all hang out. Okay. She's not there yet with Mimi, huh? boy, does she. Interesting. Although last night we put Rhett to bed and then we were just laying on the bed. She wanted to watch Cocomelon, so Mm -hmm. the three of us were just laying on the bed and I snuggled up to her. She said, hmm, I love you, Daddy. Which, I mean, just melts you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the best. So for all the attitude. Hmm. There's that too. That's good. Um, so we were talking about authoring. Yeah. Authoring books. I find it interesting that you just assume that I'm going to write one one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. And th- my question is, though, what's it going to be about? Because, you know, you obviously have uh, achieved a level of success in several different areas, hmm. be it academic mm-hmm. running pastoring hall monitoring oh man I was elite I you was could write elite. a book on hall monitoring that, that's an untapped you'd probably market. be the first yeah that's a, a niche I heard the other day into. there's riches and niches interesting so, that would be the hallmark or the hall monitoring book niche yeah 
is wide open. And for think the about if you combine it with the fitness aspect of running, mm. you would have a bunch of in shape hall monitors, and no kids would get away with anything. That's true. Ever you could, again, you could. It could be almost a memoir of sorts. Yeah. Entitled "I Run These Halls." <laughs> See, that's why you're going to be an author. Okay, but just think how much more shenanigans you would catch if you were just doing loops around the school instead of sitting in a chair. You would catch a lot of shenanigans. I don't know if you remember from that era of my life, but Twitter was still like somewhat new. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was still in the 120 character days. Oh yeah, before Sounds it like jumped it. to 240. Yeah. Um, and I would tweet little stories that happened at school with the hashtag Hall Monitor Memoirs. Yeah. So I could probably dig that. Gotta start. Dig some of those up. Because you got a couple chapters right there. I had some experiences. Yeah, yeah. there was a Would you bird. Like to share yeah, okay. there was one day um, a bird got in to the school. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and you know who else are they going to put on that particular issue? Sure. Other than the hall monitors, and that was one of the more exciting couple hour stretches of hall monitoring. That what I had. was your tool of choice for broom? Broom. Yeah. What would you go with? Um, if I had it, a bird catching net. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have one of those, unfortunately. Um, well, then I guess my next step would be a fishing net. Hmm. Like, okay. you know, the one that's on a stick that you use to get the fish out of the water. Yeah, bear in mind you're, at a, you're in a high school. Well, do they have a wildlife and game department? Uh-huh. Interesting. I never checked. Okay. So. Yeah. You know. The bird getting in. Um that was a good one. One of my uh, first days there, it was it was early in the semester or whatever. They did a like a lockdown drill, mm-hmm. and you know there are things that kids are supposed to do, things that the teachers are supposed to do. But then the building was sort of divided up into zones, and so um, some administrators and then hall monitors had a zone that you were supposed to check to make sure that it was like cleared out and secure and the whole time we're doing this drill i'm thinking am i doing this while the uh intruder is like potentially on the rampage in the school so there's like five of us you know six of us out in the hall what if he's in my zone or whatever and so i walked the the like drill got over and I walked back down to the office and I just sort of asked, you know, like, Hey, out of curiosity, like, uh-huh. are you putting me in the line of fire here? Yeah. And it would, the answer was a confident. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just no hesitation at all. Yep. That's what you get paid for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because, so. um, when we were in high school, when I was in high school, you were in college, we were working out in the summer and I would try to wrestle you. Mm. And you would just go limp fish. Yeah, that was my one move. And I don't feel like that would work great in that scenario. Not in that scenario, although that frustrated you so much. Yes, it did. So maybe. Yeah. I had no desire to fight back. Yeah. Just total dead weight, like a yeah. sack of potatoes. A sack of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't want to do that in an actual wrestling match. You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't score a lot of points. Yeah, I don't feel like I would. But I do feel like I run these halls as a decent book idea. That's a great title, too. Um, would you have like maybe just a couple of chapters thrown in there just about running in general? I'm not sure how I would work things together, but... 
Well, Again, you could go kind of Tim Ferriss style where it's like, you know, you just have different chunks. Mm-hmm. And he says like, you know, not all of this book is going to be for you. That's true. Just pick and choose what you want. If there's riches and niches, though, mm-hmm. that feels like you're. I'm trying to work two That's niches. True. Yeah. yeah. But maybe not because the the uh, running fanatical runner hall monitor. It's, it's a big market. <laughs> it's a market. Yeah. I don't know true. how big it is. <laughs> it is a market. How many hall monitors? Well, Liberty was what? 2,000 kids? At that time, it hadn't split to two high schools yet. Yeah. yeah. So how many were in your, was it a posse, a crew, a gang? There were three of us. Team? What did yeah. you call yourself? Uh department and the hall monitor department yeah Yeah, there were three of us like the department of uh ministry yeah yeah that's the ministry of magic ministry of magic you know department of magical creatures there you go okay just to kind of reference back Mm -hmm. we're tying it all together um so inside of that was there a hierarchy I mean, I was the newest one so I'm pretty sure I was low man on the totem pole did you ever have like races or anything Man. Okay, so I had this rolling chair. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there were some races. Um, but we were in totally separate parts of the building, you know, yeah. because... Makes sense. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be bunched up. But every once in a while, you'd leave your area for shenanigans. What you know? would what would the... Um, did you have walkie-talkies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loved that walkie-talkie. That's the coordinator of all good things. Mm-hmm. So what would the... Like, what would separate an excellent hall monitor from just like a Joe Schmo? This guy's phoning it in over here. <laughs> um, in the eyes of the administration or the eyes of the kids? I'm going to say... I'm going to ask you to nuance it and give me an answer that's true for both oh wow i think if you had the ability to um be a relatable authority authority figure Mm. so uh you could kind of like you were in the hallway like all the time you know and so if you could be relatable and fun but also be able to like draw lines and um have you know enforce rules and those kinds of things then i think you were uh, pleasing both parties. Okay. Did you, um, you remember the movies from like the, I don't know, seventies, well, maybe shows like I'm thinking like Dukes of Hazard type mm-hmm. timeline where the policeman would just like slap a light, like a single <laughs> red light on top of his car. I do. Did you ever have one of those for my rolly chair? Well, or just to put on top of your head in hot pursuit <laughs> no but that would have been you amazing. would have to make the noise with your mouth <laughs> wee, wee, wee. while yeah while chasing in the rolly chair yeah oh you know i never used the rolly chair for, for pursuit for purposes. pursuit but i do see that i missed an opportunity yeah, now for sure you did yeah you might have mowed down an innocent or two <laughs> on the way somebody texting oh yeah would have just gotten blasted yeah, by the rolly sure. chair hmm it's interesting because I think a lot about talent stacks, you know, the mm-hmm. phraseology. Yep. Um, and I never really know what it's going to be, but you obviously have, you're good at school. Studying or something. Test taking. I haven't been in school in a long time. But yeah, yeah, but you were good at it. Okay. You school. were better than most people at it. Okay. Okay. Well, there's some objective 
Yes. It's not all subjective. It's not. You're right. You get pretty much graded well, with your, grades. Your last podcast guest refused to share her ACT score, yeah. so I don't actually know how I stack up with that guest. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's the trouble with people that withhold mm-hmm. and refuse to be vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, might say you breezed through okay. a undergraduate education. Um. Then you have, obviously, good public speaking skills. It's a big part of my job. Big part of your job. Um, and you were a Division One track athlete mm-hmm. and qualified for Boston. Now, I think it's important to mention, Division One track athlete, not in distance runner. Not a distance runner. That's true. So, if you had to dream up a way that those would stack together for you to become something uniquely talented at because Mm. let's say you're top five percent in those things top ten percent then you combine them all together and like the chances that somebody is the tops in those three Mm. is very low Mm -hmm. then you could be like top one percent if you could find the intersection of those yeah so if we did a is it called something different if you do a venn diagram with three circles i think it's still a venn diagram interesting is there a limit to the number of circles before it stops becoming... I don't think so. Well, when the name changes? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Man, that'd be interesting to see. Just like a 50-circle Venn, Venn diagram. diagram. If you could find 50 items that all have one thing in common. Well, you'd have to just do like food. Yeah. They're all food. Yeah, and what they all have in common is energy potential. Yeah. Um, anyway... That's not as exciting as I was hoping. In my head, it was more... Yeah, but think about all the intermediate mm-hmm. overlaps you would have on that. That's true. Yeah. I saw one, speaking of spelling earlier, uh, there was one at Genesis where I used to work that was... Uh, <laughs> it was um, the overlap of engineer... Oh, gosh. Now I can't remember it. Basically, the Venn diagram show that engineers are uh, bad at spelling. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. It was bad at spelling and no social skills were the two circles, and the intersection was engineer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, which is pretty funny. Um, I can say that because I was an engineer. That's true. Yeah. You were. Don't insult engineers if you're not one. Um, so, talent stack... You're not really sure how it's going to work out for you. I think the answer would have to be some sort of like lecturer. Yeah, on, a professor. Yeah, or, or yes, lecturer, professor. Can you? Are those like hired guns? You get paid to go lecture at a college? I mean, if you're an expert on something. Well, that, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. One percenter here. Yeah, who has a, you know particular field of focus or something so if the professor knocked out the uh academics and the public speaking then you'd have to lecture on running Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say it would have to be some sort of sports science thing sports science lecture guest lecture yeah they fly them all over the world in a private jet Mm -hmm. what are you thinking about that well i mean i just recently finished a book Mm mm-hmm it's fitting by a guy who is basically that and do you feel like he's more qualified than you 
Or you look at him and you say, I could do that. Well, I think he made a he made some career decisions that pushed him in that direction mm-hmm. that are a different, you know, branch of the tree than I made career decisions. But um, he was he's a good writer. I would I would love to hear him speak. I just want to. Could you just maybe sometime when you get a, a chance, write up a page or two for me of okay. just something you think's entertaining. Okay. And I'm. I'll just tell. You, I'll just give you a go no go. Okay. On if you should write a whole book. Okay. My other question with the book thing is like, since you're a pastor and you have these congregants, mm-hmm. do you just make it mandatory reading? You got a <laughs> you got a thousand. Built-in sales right there. The other thing is they've heard most of my material. Yeah. You know, so like... You say that, but you come up with new material every week. That's true. At a certain point, you're like out of illustrations and stuff, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, you were, you've been a member at this church for a long time, so yeah. well before me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pastor before me is the guy who founded the church. I would assume you heard some illustrations more than once from, from him. Yeah, probably. So, um, I think when pastors write books, a lot of times it comes like out of a sermon series or something. Yeah. This congregation has literally heard all of that. Don't you think that's kind of lame? Like maybe you go, I mean, but you did all the work. Like you, you already go, did all the study. Yeah, but that's just you know, don't be lazy. <laughs> you go kind of C.S. Lewis, like yeah, he had his theology stuff, but he also wrote the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's true. And, and if I was going to compare you to one person, <laughs> yeah, it would be C.S. Lewis. He was a runner. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was, but, but probably. But note that he went by two first initials. He C-S. did. T.D. Yeah. Fritzen. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, big runner C.S. Lewis. He actually <laughs> ran him the Boston Marathon. Interesting. Yeah. So he actually founded it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which is weird because he's not from here. Entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. He just saw an opportunity. Mm-hmm. and Niches make riches. That's it. Um, the girls, uh, so I collected living. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two other owners, Abby and Lori. And they were telling me the other day they, they were submitting uh, some photos to the Design KC Design Awards. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, $175 to submit yourself to these awards. Okay. You have to pay. I said, why are we not doing the Collected Living Design Awards? 150 <laughs> Everybody, give us your money. We'll tell you who's the best. <laughs> you should do that. Seems like a great moneymaker. Although I assume there's a cash prize if you win these there's awards. There's not. So. So where's the money go? You get a full page spread in the Design KC uh, magazine. It's basically advertising. Yeah. Hmm. We'll put you on our Instagram. Yeah. Shoot. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to come up with next. Just a pure cash. A cash scheme? Just a cash grab. Yeah. I don't want to have to do anything. You know, how, how much time are they putting into this Design KC Awards? About 30 seconds. I'm going to look through the pictures. Oh, that one's good. Winner. Where's my 50,000 smackers? Wow, you think they're getting that many entries? I don't know. It's not that many when you're paying almost 200 bucks a pop. That's true. Man. Maybe I'll form an organization that just has a membership fee. 
You ever thought about doing that for the church membership <laughs> fee? Um, you know, you can make it cheap, three bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of the topics I said not to ask. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> but back during COVID, <laughs> back during COVID, you know, when right as things were sort of opening back up and churches, you were having to like register for seats because yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of churches were having to do that because of how many people you could put in your mm-hmm. sanctuary. Whatever. Um, we used to joke that beyond our like system of registrations, that there was like a black market for seats at church. <laughs> Somebody was out Ticket there. Ticketmaster? Yeah. Just Taylor Swift on there all day waiting to... Somebody was out there, you know, selling their church registration. What do they call those guys? Scalpers? Scalping. Yeah. Yeah. LCF seats. <laughs> I got three together. <laughs> three together. Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you understand the mechanism of scalping? The mechanism? Yeah, like how does it work? I buy the tickets for cheap and I sell them for more. Why do they say, I need tickets? Their sign always says, Mm -hmm. I need tickets. Well, But they don't need tickets. They do need tickets to make money. But... They don't make money unless they sell tickets. So shouldn't their sign say, I sell tickets? But they can't sell tickets until they have tickets. Well, you're not going to go there with no tickets. You got a couple. <laughs> I, you know what you should get on the podcast? A scalper. A scalper. Yeah. You, should, you should go deep into this. I just figured they probably have some reason like they're not allowed to sell tickets on the premises or something. Oh, and so they say, I need tickets. That's a good thought. I hadn't gone there. But like... Their sign at the very least should say, I sell tickets, I also need tickets mm. to Just, make money off of. Yeah. I think every... But if you're going to pick one, every, it should be selling them. Everyone intuitively understands that the person with That's that... That's not, not necessarily because you go to a, a Chiefs game, let's say, you want a ticket. Everybody there needs a ticket. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily assuming this guy doesn't just need a ticket. That's true. Maybe he doesn't have internet access. I assume he just... And it is always a he. It is always a he. I just assume he's reselling that ticket. I've never thought to myself, that person just wants to be able to go to this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. I just... I don't understand the signage. Although, someone has to be there and want to go to the game because that guy's going to turn around and resell the tickets. Right. You know what people didn't expect when they got onto this podcast episode? (laughs) A deep dive into scalping. How much money do you think he makes in a day? I would not even be able to guess, but it must be at least some, or else you probably. Are we talking like a hundred bucks? You wouldn't do it. Or like a thousand bucks. I don't think you'd do it for a hundred bucks. I mean, it's a lot of barbecue in the air. It's true. People love to give free stuff out at tailgates. They do. The generosity of the human spirit is best on display at a tailgate. Interesting. Yeah. They don't care. They got extra food. Yeah. You want a beer? How many other places are they giving that stuff out? Just walking by and people are handing out like some ribs. Yeah. Yeah. KC, you know, barbecue. We got plenty. Mm -hmm. Come on. Do you have a global audience for this? Um... I'm not going to say definitively yes or no, but yes. Okay. So take that for what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Um, Casey Barbecue brings me to my next point. We're both fans of Oklahoma Joe's. Joe's Casey now, but yeah. Yeah, Joe's Casey. Do you, 
First of all, how do you feel about the name change? Are they a sponsor of the pod? They're not officially yet, but we're in talks. Okay. So, um, how do I feel about the name change? Yeah. Fine. It, it took me a while due to time. It took me a while to adjust. Do you feel like, oh, finally? No. Yeah. I mean, I still, I would still slip up and call it Oklahoma Joe's every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, I just did. Mm-hmm. Um, so would would you say definitively that that's your number one? Yes. <clears throat> and number two, Q39. Oh, you don't like Q39? It's just new. Okay. Yeah. So what do you put in your two slot? Jack stack? No, probably Gates. Gates. Mmm, that spicy sauce. Hmm. How may I help you? Yeah, that's actually that's actually in a different tier for me than the top tier. Hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Wrong again. <laughs> Like that tier of like, there are some classic Kansas City barbecue institutions, Arthur Bryant's, mm-hmm. Gates. That's kind of a tier for me. Mm-hmm. They get by on reputation, but they're not. You don't think they're that good? They're not really trying to push forward the barbecue game. I so don't want the barbecue game to push <laughs> forward. I want it to stay exactly where it's at. Okay. That's why my problem with Q39, they're trying to make it too fancy. Yeah, but it's good. Barbecue's not fancy. Hmm. You get some sauce on your lip, you just leave it there. <laughs> you know? Give me a paper plate. So is Joe's number one for you then? Yeah. And then Gates. Yeah. Hmm. I love Jack Sack too. Yeah, Jack Sack is good. But one time we went to Jack Sack for a date night and we ordered the um, stuffed mushrooms mm-hmm. as an appetizer. I've heard good things. And... She was like, okay, would you like a half order or a full order? And we're like, I don't know, we're splitting it, so I guess a full oh order. Oh, boy. And out came approximately 12 <laughs> baseball-sized <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> and I'm like looking at Katie like, this. we wouldn't be able to finish this if this was all we ate tonight. She didn't give you any warning. No warning at all. <laughs> Usually they give you like a, that's going to be a lot. Yeah, sure? or like that's for eight people. Do you have six like more that. people coming? Right. Yeah, no, nothing. Just, okay. Walked off, comes back with a vat, <laughs> a veritable smorgasbord <laughs> of stuffed mushrooms. Um, so Joe's Casey, and then my other question on the food piece is, if you had to pick a donut place, yeah, I'm ready for that. Hit me, um, Lamar's. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and what's your order of Lamar's? Oh, when I go in there, what do I get? Well, a younger Tim, Mm -hmm. whose metabolism ran a little faster. Sure, because you're morbidly obese at this point. (laughs) I used to get, um, I would would go in and I would get a filled Long John chocolate iced. And that's with... Uh, With the whipped cream or the... The the fluff, not the Bavarian cream. So Mm -hmm. I'd get the fluff. I would get one Mm. of those. Trent still gets that guy. Nice. It's so good. And I've got about 40 LBs extra (laughs) on top of what you got. So I would get that and then usually like a sprinkle, chocolate sprinkle. Mm -hmm. And then a rotating third of either the apple spice, which is very good. The blueberry, which is very good. Or maple iced. Okay, are the apple spice and the blueberry cake? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cake donuts. But the maple iced is like a long john. No, that would be, that'd be a cake donut. Oh, yeah. all cake. Mm-hmm. And then a chocolate milk. So yeah. that would be my order. But what about today? Today, if I go in there, I'm probably getting... Um, I'm really into like the old-fashioned ones now. Oh, boy. Do you not like those? I think those are good. Okay, so I would, I'll would i get an old-fashioned and a sprinkle. I don't even know what that is. I thought you were just talking about like apple fritters. No, 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 no. There's like the donut... I think they're technically made with like sour cream, which I don't even like, but they're like circle... <laughs> He describes a donut by starting at its circle. Yeah, their circle. Yeah, it's it's empty in the middle. Uh-huh. Actually, yeah, a it has hole. a hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they they're like a unique shape. Like I don't know how to describe it on a podcast. Give me your best effort because what I'm working with now is a circle with a hole in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's a little bit um, like wider at the bottom, and then it sort of comes in and it's got like a smaller top ring huh. on there, and it's glazed over. You get one of those, huh? Yeah, it's really good. You should try it. How would you describe the texture? Like a cake donut, but not as dense. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I like don't, a midway point between. Here's the only situation I'm eating a cake donut. Wow. Okay. I show up to work, and there's a box of donuts on the table. Everyone's already eaten all the good ones, and the only one left is a cake donut. I'm not going to not eat it. Right. But that's the only situation I'm eating one. Right. And that. I'll be honest. I'll enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm going to choose other donuts over the top. I don't want to throw your listeners into mass confusion, yeah. but I take it you just like glazed donuts? No. I mean, I, the the chocolate long john oh, would be my number that's one. True. Okay. And I also am a big fan of the cinnamon twist and oh, yeah. cinnamon roll. Which is also yeast. Yeah. I don't like bread. So right. those are kind of bready. Actually, that's on my list okay. to talk about. Yeah. I don't like bread. So that's a good segue because bread and noodles. Yeah. How did that begin? Uh, it's been that way since I was a kid. It's a texture thing. It's, everybody that's listening is like, but you just had a long, lengthy conversation about donuts. Yeah. You know, um, sh- sugary bread is its own category <laughs> for me. <laughs> but if you like just a sandwich, yeah, it's a texture thing. Like it's it. But sticks like, to the how do you make mouth. it through childhood without eating sandwiches and spaghetti? My mother was a saint and was willing to make me other Man. things. Yeah. Or at a certain age, I was on my own. If she made like spaghetti for dinner, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember and, the time you guys tried to make me eat oh, a noodle? Yeah. yeah. Do so, I ever. It was so gross. You choked it down. I though. did. Um, due to your maybe competitive nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was at uh, Tokyo Japanese Steakhouse it was. on North Oak mm-hmm. for a birthday party or something. But yeah, I think I said, eat a noodle, you won't. That's all it took. <laughs> and I thought you were going to puke all over the hibachi. It was so gross. What do you think that would look like? Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yuck. It looks similar to when they spray the water and it steams up. <laughs> But the smell would just be overwhelming. Gross. Oh, (laughs) yikes. Um, What's your number two donut after Lamar's? Oh, um, I really, I like Donut King. Really? Yeah. I don't really like it that much. Really? Yeah. You know what's not my number two donut is Dunkin'. Oh. That's, that's. So bad. I would rather not eat a donut. Me too. Yeah. And that's um, saying something. That for is me. that is saying something, but yeah, 
I think that Donut King would be my number two. What's yours? Um, probably Krispy Kreme. Oh yeah, I do like Krispy Kreme a lot. There's not one very close, I but know. you know what's an underrated donut is Slavinsky's in Carney. Yeah, really good. Shout out Slavinsky's. They're like a little bit crispier. Yeah. Man, Lamar's as a sponsor of the pod would be epic. Man. I don't know. I mean, sure, with my high volume of listeners, I could see the pitch. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Lamar's. America's Donut. America's Donut. Are there, are there Lamar's other places? Yeah. But Colorado? Like, just like other states? Yeah. No. I think there are some in other states. No. Who owns it? Lamar. <laughs> I assume... <laughs> Oh, what an unoriginal business name. You know, he went to the uh, license office to file for his business license, and they were like, what are you going to name it? And he was like, oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> just, went with his, just went with his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they thought, he, he they said, what are you going to name it? And he, he thought that they were saying, what's your name? Oh, and he just said Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's very possible. Yeah. Man, something's going around. You know, a lot of people are sick. My kids have been sick for like a month and a half. Just snot everywhere. <laughs> Golly. Little snot monsters. Mm. Would you rather be... Would you rather... Okay. Is a good would you rather. I like these. Would you rather be... Have wet snot... On your hand. Okay. Can't wipe it off. Okay, that's like a forever thing. Yeah. Or Or once a night, every night, somebody pukes on a hibachi right in front of you. (laughs) Give me the snot hand. Oh. (laughs) Yee. That snot hand. Because you know eventually it's getting crusty. Gross. (laughs) So gross. They're going to call you booger hands fritzen. (laughs) So gross. Oh. Um, okay, so we've talked about barbecue. We talked about donuts. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about food-wise? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, here's a good memory that I just want to throw out there for the people. Okay. You drove a cherry red Mustang. <laughs> I did. That was my first car. Yeah. Trent was a wee bit jealous. Okay. Because I had a 97 Taurus that I got from my grandma. Now, the silver. Taurus, silver. also known as the Torsh, um, <laughs> the silver bullet. Um, I did love that car. But the Mustang, I mean, it's the Mustang. Sure. And it's red. Mm-hmm. Um, it had swag that the Taurus didn't have. Okay. And you drove it. And I was talked about driving it, taking it out for a spin. And then one day you were at my house and I just did take it. You did? And I took it to work. I don't remember that. Yeah. Did I know that that happened? Yeah. I was a lifeguard. Yeah. And I had a shift and I said, I'm taking your car. And you were like, okay. And then I took it. Nice. And then you were like, uh, (laughs) where's my car? You don't remember this? I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And then I... I got wet at work because I was a lifeguard. So you had to drive home. Yeah, with a wet butt. You got your seat wet. I don't remember that at all. 
That's and it's not the story I thought you were going to tell. There are a few other car stories that I thought you might go with. Well, I, it brings me to my next car story, which involves a frozen hot chocolate. Sheridan's. And it it makes me feel a little bad sharing uh, sharing this story now that you don't remember me stealing your car mm-hmm. for a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to share it anyway. I, yep, I understand. Frozen hot chocolate at Sheridan's. So, Before we continue. It was so delicious. What about ice cream slash custard? What's your number one? Sheridan's. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And are you an Andy's fan? I would prefer to go to Sheridan's. If you were five minutes from an Andy's and 10 minutes from a Sheridan's. 10 minutes. If you were 10 minutes from an Andy's and 30 minutes from a Sheridan's. No custard. Oh. Yeah. I understand. Um, okay, so Sheridan's, they had this thing called the frozen hot chocolate. It was essentially, I don't really know what was in it. It was I, like a icy smoothie chocolate thing. Yep. yep. Um, you got... Pretty sure it was a large. A large. I was going to say Route 44, <laughs> but I don't know if they even serve that size. And proceeded to... Upon my smooth acceleration out of the drive-through, <laughs> in one motion, pop the lid off and chuck it into my dashboard. I did, and the chocolate goo <laughs> got not only into my articulating AC vents, but also to my radio buttons. Yeah, you know what the real shame of the whole thing was, though. Not your car. I didn't get to drink <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I dealt with those it. sticky buttons for years. <laughs> I dealt with the shame and regret of not getting to drink yeah, that. Well, for weeks, man, those sticky buttons, especially if it was cold and I hadn't used station three for a while. Mm. I'm talking, I had to go thumb to even break <laughs> the sugar free. Worse in the summer or the winter? It, well, the summer would kind of soften it up. Okay, that's what I figured. It would just be kind of gummy. <laughs> <laughs> but they would like freeze shut <laughs> in the winter. And uh, it would result in a loud crack when I would push the button. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. That was made me think of you, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sheridan's, that's good. I'm glad we didn't miss that. Yeah. Um, here's another, and feel free to interrupt me, but in terms of things we both love, Sheridan's, Joe's KC, mm-hmm. I also wanted to just take a minute and talk about man's best friend. Okay. Doggos. <laughs> I do love dogs a lot. Me too. And Lori and Abby always make fun of me because of how excited I get when we go to like bid walks and they have a dog. Mm-hmm. That would make me very excited. But I just love the dog. And no offense to the people there, but like, the dog's I'm happier to see the yeah, dog. 100%. Like, let me look at your house and pet your dog. You don't even need to speak to me. Agreed. Man. And if you had to pick a favorite breed of dog? Oh, wow. Um, for a long time, I really wanted a Weimaraner. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty they are i mean that silver fur and mm-hmm. the like if you get one with blue eyes yeah. that's a pretty awesome mix yeah um but the neighbors mm-hmm. got a burn a doodle yeah and some friend we have some other friends that got a burn a doodle 
some pretty good dogs. Really, really sweet disposition. That's what makes it. Is it just the lovingness? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing about getting a dog. So it's why you would get a dog rather than a cat. Like. Because you don't hate yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You get a dog because you actually want to interact with your pet. You get a cat because you want all of the sort of like air of having a pet without ever having to interact with your pet. That's why you get a cat. And but, you want your t- your towels to smell like cat pee. <laughs> that too. That's why you would get a cat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's all about the disposition for me. Mm-hmm. Man, love me a doggo. Yeah. I was just at a house. <clears throat> this was a couple weeks ago, but they had um, a dog that they bought as a little tiny puppy, like a month old. And they told them it was a Bernadoodle. Okay. And I met it when it was like 18 months old. And he was about 12 pounds. So not a Bernadoodle. Okay. (laughs) He was tiny. But he was so sweet. And he would just come up and he would just, not jumping on you, just put his paws on your leg Mm. and look up at you. Yep. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. Pick me up. That's amazing. And then just give you kisses. I have the worst, arguably the worst dog in America, <laughs> and I still love her so much. Gracie is a lot. And right now I think she's got a dead tooth because her breath smells so bad. <laughs> oh, so bad. The other day she was sitting, not even facing me, and she was sitting on the floor in front of the couch. And it was like wafting? Yeah. Oof. And I feel bad for her, but... Good Lord. She doesn't act like she's in pain, though. No. But I need to just take her, get her checked out, hmm. because it's it's getting unbearable. Hmm. Um, but I still love her, and I just give her scratches. <laughs> you just love her so much. And Rhett loves her. Yeah, Rhett is obsessed with her. Vera, I think, likes the idea of her, but hmm. Rhett, he's a big fan. Hmm. He likes to pat her, stick his hand right in her mouth. Hmm. No fear at all. Mm-hmm. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> uh, and Gracie, I saw the other day her tail almost made like a full wag and a half <laughs> while For she Rhett. was getting slapped by Rhett. So I think maybe she's growing in affection. Yeah. For him. Um, so, Bernadoodle. Yeah. I mean, that's a big swing from Striker. Yeah, but it's not such a big swing from Kira. Yeah. Who was German Shepherd Husky. Mix. Yeah. That was a lot of fur. That's a lot of fur. Yeah. But Bernadoodles, do you have to like brush them so they don't get matted? Yeah, you do. The fur's got some upkeep, but at least it doesn't like shed everywhere like mm-hmm. Kira did. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing can quite turn or turn a day around like a good dog. Yeah, thing. man. Yeah, you talk about, like, you had a rough day at work and you come home and yeah. the dog greets you. There's no amount of love for a dog that's too much for that dog. No, there's not. <laughs> he will just go as long as you are willing to that's go. That's very true. It's well stated. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, this whole podcast is kind of just my putting my brain out there on paper. But you have a unique... Um, I don't know if I would call it a habit, a tick, okay. a propensity okay. 
to whenever we go to these said family gatherings, I have a mind that tends to um, obsessively research things. Mm -hmm. And you would just bring up a subject (laughs) that I think you know I'm going to have thoughts on. (laughs) And you'll just throw it out there, a little mind grenade. (laughs) Did I do one at Thanksgiving? I don't remember specifically, but I'm sure you did. Okay. And I think I would just like to know what in your mind are you going, oh, this will be entertaining? (laughs) Or are you just curious like a cat? Um, it, oh, I would say that most of the time it's genuine curiosity. I think you're giving me too much credit that I would like mastermind what uh-huh. I think is going to get under your skin before a family <laughs> gathering. It doesn't get under my skin. I, I like genuinely enjoy talking about it, but I know that your level of interest is much different than mine, <laughs> <laughs> but you bring them up and I don't know if it's just to appease me hmm. or if it's. You find it, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Um, you, our brother-in-law, Caleb. Yeah. Um, his wife, Allison. And then if we're, you know, if it's like the real, real sort of extended and you get like Ryan mm-hmm. there, you guys all have similar, like, similar-ish interests yeah. in terms of like, technology or cars or something like that so really if anything i'm just trying to like get in on what i think you guys Mm. want to talk about yeah and so i will think you're usually right i will think about that like okay what is the thing that i think that they might want to talk about because if i spent the whole week thinking about some very like obscure theological thing i don't know that anybody wants to chase that rabbit Mm -hmm. with me you know but if we're going to talk about tesla or something i know yeah. that you guys will oh. get involved tesla i'm in all day so usually i'm just trying to like how can i get a conversation going where i know just enough to be a part of it but they can talk a lot about it mm-hmm. man yeah i love those conversations spacex yeah i feel like we've had recently maybe we've talked about ai we've talked about bitcoin, bitcoin. yeah see i don't know anything about these things yeah the blockchain. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one morning a conversation got started about like NFTs. Mm-hmm. I think I started the conversation and I was immediately over my head. But do you know that's going to happen? Yes. And you just kind of are there for the show? Yeah. Just to see, sit back and enjoy. How deep down this rabbit hole has Trent Ray yeah. gone? Yeah. <laughs> Usually pretty deep. Um, I think that's my... I'm a... Enneagram six, but I definitely have some five in. Yeah. Do you think I read a thing one time that was like very Christian-y, but it was talking about how satanic the Enneagram is? Um, do you agree? That it's satanic? Yeah. Um, I know that some people that people have very strong thoughts about its origins. Mm-hmm. It may have a sordid past. Yeah. You might say. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about people with sordid pasts? You for them <laughs> or against them? Um um, for them knowing Jesus. There you go. Yeah. That's why I think you start with a tagline at the church. Maybe you draw them in. No high like the <laughs> No high like the most high. Yeah. Cause talk about sorted. Prayer. You would get some sorted dudes rolling in those doors. 
the promise of prayer conditioning and no I like the most I right um, yeah I do love those conversations mm-hmm. um, here's a question I listen to Tim Ferriss podcast I'm, my mic is sitting on well yours are sitting on Harry Potter's mine's sitting on a Tim Ferriss book mm-hmm. mostly because my mic stands are extremely tiny <laughs> Um, but he asked this question and I think it's a good question. What's something that you have changed your mind on recently? Hmm. Recently. Yeah. That's obviously relative. Yeah. That is a great question. Or maybe the most recent thing. The most recent thing I've changed my mind on. Um, I think, well, I think I changed my, I changed my mind quite a bit on like things that are happening in society or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like maybe I come in with one thought and then I will vacillate sometimes actually like back and forth in my own mind on that thing. But um, at the church, we've been having a lot of conversations about, um, and it's actually like a broader conversation in Christianity about like women in ministry and leadership mm-hmm. within the church and what roles can and can't women have. And I have, I have had my mind sort of change back and forth positions and, and it's like a spectrum. So it's not like binary, but I've like moved on the spectrum quite a bit recently. Yeah. That's interesting. I think it's what I think is most interesting about that is how like culturally, uh, Changing your mind is like culturally negative. Hmm. We had a person, uh, we have a, we have a role open at the church right now. And, and so we're getting some applications. We're working through some interview processes and we had a person who submitted like a, a sample of them preaching and they actually included in the email. There are some things within this that I don't stand behind anymore, but this is a good sample of my teaching style if you wanted to have further conversation about some of the things I don't agree with any longer. That's and, an interesting play. And I actually like really appreciated that, that okay, they were willing to do let that. Let me just play devil's advocate here. Okay. Maybe they listened to it and they were like, golly, I don't know what these people's theology is. I'll just throw a note in here so that if they disagree with anything, I've got a chance to go like, oh, no, no, no. I don't believe that anymore. <laughs> Maybe. Um, not that I typically think negatively, but I do. Um, but I do think, uh, we, I don't want to get into politics, but politicians, that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Change your mind. Change your mind. But I think like in anything that matters, business relationships, like changing your mind is usually a sign of maturity. Yeah. Humility, maturity, growth at times. Yeah. So how did we get there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think so bizarre. I think the more tribalistic the thing is that you're working within, mm-hmm. the need to appease the tribe trumps. I, mean, I understand that. Like, I'm never gonna be a KU fan, right? And that's my tribe. Yeah, true. I don't care what they do. <laughs> they got a great cancer hospital. Don't care. <laughs> still not rooting for their basketball yeah. team. Still gonna root for them to lose. Yeah. And I know people have strong feelings about rooting against people, but mm-hmm. here I am, and it's only KU. Used to be that I would kind of wish to see the Patriots lose when TV12 was up there. But now we got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so I don't even care what you do anymore. Yeah. And I think that's probably the truth of it. 
if you're really good, you don't even really notice everybody else. Yeah. So that's the problem for Mizzou fans. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> not good. Really good wrestling program. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough stretch here mm-hmm. for the past few years. Um, this is I missed this one earlier, but I did want to ask. Um, because it's happened to me, and I don't remember the exact phraseology, but has there ever been a moment from the pulpit hmm. that you said something super embarrassing on accident? Like you said the wrong, oh. like the opposite of what you were saying. Oh, like, like if you were to say like, and that's why we believe that Jesus isn't the only Son of God. Oh, I have done that before, and you just have to correct yourself. Acknowledge. But did it. you catch it? Yeah. Or did somebody come up after and like, hey? There have been a couple times. One, a few times where I've caught it, and you just sort of laugh about it and correct yeah. it and move yeah. along, you know. But then there have been some other times where like. I I made a mistake with like something that's just like a fact out in, from the Bible or something like that and I just recited the wrong fact, you know, and somebody caught me afterwards and said, "Hey, about that." Mm. Yeah. And then another time I like mispronounced a word like the whole sermon. Oh. Same word, whole sermon. Over and over. Mm-hmm. So those are those are humbling and embarrassing, but yeah. It's probably good for your soul to have that happen. Well, Lori always tells me, I don't, your head doesn't need to be any bigger, <laughs> which, you know, big heads have big brains. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, there was one other thing I was going to, oh yeah, we never really talked about running, mm. which is a big part of your I do run a lot. World. Um. Do you, I guess my really my base question would be, how do you find joy in something so miserable? <laughs> and when you start running, do your legs itch and then you get shooting pain <laughs> through your chest? No, that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> do my legs itch? Oh, like they've never itched before. No, I can honestly... Like your one giant mosquito bite. No, I can honestly say that's never happened. That makes more sense then. Um, well, I think it's fair to say about my personality that I sort of enjoy like a grind. Mm-hmm. And so running is probably like the perfect activity for that. Yeah. But that's the truth. It is a grind. Yeah. The other thing about running is the more consistently you do it, the less of a grind it is. You know, um, what that reminds me of is people who say, you just don't like beer because you don't drink it very much. I totally get that. And I actually use that against people that like beer and coffee. You don't like running, but if you did it more. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole thing. Most people hate running because they don't stick with running long enough to feel good doing it. But let's say Trent ran cross country for two years. Mm-hmm. You didn't hate it every day. Of I the didn't two hate years. it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> I so like I'm going. I'm running a marathon this this weekend. I don't know when you're publishing this, but I'm getting ready to run a marathon in Sacramento. I'll take some time off after the marathon. Running will not feel good when I restart. Hmm. But I know that if I just hang with it for how long? Well, f- after that, 
I need to like hang with it for six or seven days and it'll get back to feeling easier. But if you're coming off the couch, like you haven't run at all, maybe eight days. No, you need to, give, <laughs> you need to give yourself a couple of weeks. Yay. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's just, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'll watch Netflix, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, or you could just get really into the Peloton bike that you own. Well, uh, that would be an option. <laughs> Here, okay. You were a good cyclist. Let me tell you. Thank you. Yeah. My, let me tell you what stopped me the last time that I honestly <laughs> considered doing it. The Peloton? Yeah. Okay. It's really. M- like most enjoyable when you can just crank the speaker up and the little screens playing like the thing and the music's loud and you kind of get lost in the whatever uh what's going on and you're not thinking so much about like how hard you're breathing or how much your legs hurt okay but now i got children so the only time i'm gonna do it is when they're sleeping oh so you can't crank it up so i can't crank it up Hmm. so that's a little disheartening. I see. It just makes me go like, Ugh. but I told Katie, um, it was actually your sermon last week, and I don't remember what specific point brought it up. Mm-hmm. We're going through, it was Joy to the World. Mm-hmm. We're going through, which I thought was a great idea, by the way. Thanks. Um, to go through like uh, Christmas hymns, traditional mm-hmm. Christmas songs, and look for the real meaning. Um, so I don't know what made me think of it or if it was something you said or what, but um, I told Katie, like, I've got to start just twice a week or something hmm. doing getting on the Peloton <laughs> because I went and played football mm-hmm. for the Turkey Bowl. And that didn't feel good. And my immediate response to exercise is nausea. <laughs> and I know it sounds like, oh, I'm going to puke, but like... The first thing my body feels before tiredness or muscle soreness is nausea. Where do the itchy legs work in? Well, that's true. That's only if I'm like going for a run. Oh, okay. Because like when I'm just sprinting around and like we're just like running around the field catching passes, throwing routes, which by the way, my hands are still just steel traps, (laughs) just clamps. Good. Um, Now it helped that I bought... Uh, just some, some sticky gloves. Sticky gloves like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Still sticky. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Um, but did I catch a touchdown pass? Yes, I did. Did I throw a touchdown pass? Yes, I did. And the touchdown pass to Caleb Champ in the far left corner was just a beauty. Hmm. Just, he was nowhere near it. He ran right underneath it into the bread basket. Mm, just dropped it right in. Patrick LaVon Mahomes the second. <laughs> Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a thing of beauty. But anyway, I just sprinting around like I'm not out of breath. I'm not tired, but I immediately start getting nauseous. <laughs> it's honestly kind of frustrating. And I was reading up on it, and apparently it's just like all your blood flow goes away from your stomach yeah. to like yep. help get blood to your other organs, and the only way to like get out of that is to exercise. And I'm like, okay, 
I don't want to be that guy. I can't play football for 45 minutes. Because <laughs> he's getting sick? Yeah. On the hibachi? Yeah. <laughs> Throwing up on the hibachi. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Because now I'm just kind of looking through my list. I want to make sure I don't miss any important things. Um, and this is important. Um, big chewy sour nerds. Oh, yeah. I almost got a box out, but I have a marathon this weekend. Would you give me the credit for introducing yes. those to you? I'll never forget the first time I had some. Hmm. I picked them out of, at a QT. Picked them up. Just saw them on the shelf. They caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, you little cuties. <laughs> You're coming with me. And uh, big, check. Chewy, check. Sour, Sour check. Nerds, check. Man. And... I popped those things in. I'm eating them on the way home. And I called two different people, my wife and I believe it was Caleb Champ. To tell them about how good they were? To tell them, I have just found a new top five candy. I was going to ask what's in your top candy tier. Yeah. Those are there. Because I was going to ask you that same question. Um, And yeah, Big Chewy Sours are definitely in there. But I always have a little bone to pick when people do top candies. Okay. Yeah, because there are some different categories within candy. There are for sure. Yeah. And I personally don't ever mix chocolates and and fruits. Nope. Same. So it's fruity or it's chocolatey, and I could do a top five for both sides, but I don't want them anywhere near each other. Same. Don't put them in a bowl together. Nope. Don't put them in a bag together. Because then your chocolate starts tasting fruity. Yeah. The world we live in. There's a lot of atrocities, but... That's high up there, yeah. I think Big Chewy Sours are are my number one. Wow. In the fruity category. fruity. Yeah. It's hard for me because so much of the joy comes from eating just a gross amount (laughs) of anything. Yeah. So, like, I love Starburst, but there's not that many in a pack. Right. And um, Big Chewy Sour Nerds come in a pretty big pack. They do. So there's a piece of that that I really love. Quantity is a factor. The other thing with, and this kind of goes for Big Chewy Sour Nerds, but like Starburst, forget the lemons. I don't need them. Oh. So there's like a fourth of it that I'm like, eh, I could give or take. Yeah. But the reds, the pinks, the oranges, mm, (laughs) I could do all day. So... um, Okay, so Big Chewy Sours, number one. Those are my number one. And if you had to give a top three? In the fruity category? Of course. Uh, man, I'm going to put one in that is... Oh, boy. It's a lightning rod. Dot. <laughs> oh, I really God. like Dots. Hey, no, I can get okay. on board with that. All right, I really like Dots. Here's the thing for me with Dots. The difference between a fresh Dot and a stale Dot... Yeah, yeah. It's significant. It's night and day. Yeah. And then my number three would just be like regular nerds. Mm-hmm. Nerds you... are an elite candy for me. Wow. Yeah. Not a nerds rope. Oh, I'll, I'll take nerds clusters. I'll take big yeah. chewy sours. I'm not a big fan of like the regular big chewy nerds that yeah, aren't sour. They're just okay. Or whatever. But you give me like a mini box of one flavor. That's delicious. You give me like the mixed box with all the flavors. Incredible. I'll eat a nerds rope. Mm-hmm. If you nerds had, anything. If you had 
Nerds Gummy Clusters, Nerds Rope, Strawberry Mini Box, Great Mini Box, and a varied box in front of you. Are there big chase hours in front of me? No. Oh, those are gone. Yeah. I'll probably grab the clusters Mm. and then the box, the mixed box. The Nerds Rope would be last, but it's good. So you would grab the mini boxes before the Mm -hmm. Nerds Rope. I like the idea of a nerd rope more than I like the nerd rope. Exactly. That's exactly. That's why the clusters are so good. Yeah. Because the nerd rope is kind of shedding nerds on you as you're eating it too. <laughs> yeah. Which... It's a messy candy. Yeah. So yeah, those are those would be my top three in the fruity category. And chocolate. Um, I'm just going to say this up front. All Reese's are lumped together. Okay. Eggs, pumpkins. <laughs> okay. But not regulars. pieces. Not pieces. Okay. So then... In the chocolate category, I would put Milk Duds. Number one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The upper limit of how many Milk Duds I can eat <laughs> does not exist. <laughs> uh, then I'll put Reese's number two. Yeah. And then I really like dark chocolate. So oh, don't do this. Yeah, do just like some dark chocolate uh, as its own entity. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so good. But in comparison to candy, it's even worse. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what a just an abomination. <laughs> okay, well, run me through your top threes. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate, <laughs> if you can even call it candy, wouldn't be in my top 1,000. I'm eating a good and plenty before I eat dark chocolate. No, you're not. I'm not. But I wanted to insult dark chocolate, and that was the best way I knew how. Oh, man. (sighs) Okay. Number one on the fruities. Mm, There's so many good ones. There are. Honestly, and this is going to be not a popular pick because it's seasonal. But sweet tart jelly beans Hmm. are probably my number one. Okay. They only sell them at Easter. Yep. Obviously. And wow, wow, wee, wow. You going going the day after to try to stock up? I don't because I'm already a fatty (laughs) and I need to lose uh, the aforementioned 40 LBs. Okay. But probably 20. But um, yeah, I can eat a grotesque amount of those. Okay. and I don't get sick of them. Just a little tart, mostly sweet, chewy, mm-hmm. with a slight sweet tart powder texture to them. <laughs> they do have that. Oh, man. <laughs> um, number... Oh, this is going to be so hard. Can I have four? Sure. I would put... And I don't know that I could put these in an order. Okay, I'm just going to imagine them sitting on a table. What would I grab? Mm. Let me just visualize for a minute. There they are. There they are. Okay, number two is probably Laffy Taffy. Okay. Any color. No. Okay. Get the cherries out of here. Wow. I can get down with a banana. Banana Laffy Taffies are also a uh, sort of a lightning rod. Yeah. I can get down, but that's not where I'm grabbing first. Okay, so you I'm grabbing like, strawberry or green apple. Not grape. Uh, I like grape too, but okay. I'm grabbing strawberry or green apple first. Um, and if it can be a full size laffy taffy, oh wow, even better. Okay. <laughs> oh man. 
Um, then three and four is where it gets tough because Big Chewy Sour Nerds are definitely in there. But the other one that hits high for me is just a classic Airhead. Hmm. hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I used to buy at Sam's Club those boxes of Airheads that come with like a hundred of yeah. them. You roll them up. You know, where, a little... you know where those lost me? The where? white flavor that was like mystery. Oh, it's great. Don't give me a flavor that you're not naming. I can understand that argument. But they're good. I mean, airheads are good. No, they're great. <laughs> okay, and then chocolate. Mm. So we know it's not dark chocolate. It's definitely not dark chocolate. Not even close. Um... I'm going to say number one. Oh, number one, probably Reese's. And I know that's unoriginal, but hear me out on number two, peanut M&M's. Uh, I, that, that would be my number four. Yeah. They just missed my list. Yeah. Behind dark chocolate. They're so poppable. Because you can get dark chocolate peanut no. M&M's. <laughs> They're so Golly. good. They're so good. Dark chocolate is the cilantro of the candy world. It's just <laughs> not good. I know how you feel it about makes cilantro. everything taste like soap. <laughs> okay. um, but everybody thinks it's cool. So it's the hot new thing. Dark chocolate. <laughs> um, so peanut M&M's. And then... Oh, number three. I'm sure there's some I'm missing. I'm thinking through, but I would probably... I'm a sucker for a frozen uh, miniature Snickers. Frozen? I don't know that I've ever tried that. Oh, it gets rock hard. <laughs> the caramel uh -huh. just turns into a rock. <laughs> and you bite it and it breaks off. Like it shatters like a piece of granite. Okay in your mouth and you just get and then it like slowly softens <laughs> <laughs> I might be going to buy a pack on the way home so you can put them in the freezer yeah yeah I've never yeah. heard of that what about little Debbie cakes though mm, man you know like you want me to rank them no just give me your number one oatmeal cream pie Nick Saban that's his favorite big fan mm. yeah that's my favorite um, I'd go zebra cake rolls. Yeah, I know. I know you're a big fan of zebra cake roll. Yeah. Perfect um, mix of a zebra cake and a uh, whatever that other one. Is Swiss called. cake roll. Swiss cake roll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've really. I think they've peaked at the zebra cake yeah. roll. <laughs> it's the greatest invention they've ever made. What if the... they took the winter, you know, like the holiday season Christmas tree, and they made that into a roll? I'm interested. <laughs> okay, I'll submit that. Yeah, color me interested. Um, well, I don't, I think that's, you know, I think we've covered a lot of ground today. We have. Um, and I mostly just am grateful, you know, for this time. Yeah. It's good to have somebody in a position of influence on my podcast because <laughs> I'm so influential. I don't yeah. like to talk about it. I, this morning, um, I came downstairs, uh, my wife was downstairs and I came down and I said, look, don't make a big deal out of it. I'm just a normal man going on a world famous <laughs> podcast. 
Don't treat me any differently after right. this. I'm just a normal guy going on a world famous podcast. <laughs> and uh, maybe that should be our podcast title. Just a normal guy on a world famous podcast. Yep. Tim, TDFGX6. Mm-hmm. Timmy, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. We appreciate your pastoring, mm. your running, mm. and your academic prowess. <laughs> thanks. Can't wait to see what you do on the guest lecture circuit yeah. in, in sports science. Well, we'll see if that ever happens. And uh, if it doesn't, what a what a travesty. What a missed opportunity. But look out for I Run These Halls. I Run These Halls. Now that, yeah. We actually are going to run a special on that on the podcast. Enter promo code. <laughs> right. Enter promo code Professor Tim. <laughs> and... Uh, We'll get ten percent off the book pre-orders. <laughs> so it doesn't exist. Yeah, we're pre, we're in the pre-order stage at this point. It's one hundred and fifty dollars to pre-order. <laughs> and just to be clear, legal disclaimer: there's no guarantees this book will get written. <laughs> but if it does, you'll be the first one to get it. Right. As long as I don't lose the spreadsheet where I keep track of who's paid my pre-order. <laughs> okay, that's all for me. Would you? Do you have anything you want to say to the people? Uh, I don't. Hey, um, stay classy. Stay classy.